Well, good evening, everybody. Amen. Welcome to our midweek service here at the First Baptist Church of Ruston. Um, it is always an honor and a privilege to be in the house of the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so I hope that we have a great night tonight, and I hope that I'm close to the chocolatized version of Chris Craig. <laughs> I had to say it. I'm sorry. I had to say it. All right. Uh, no, but uh, we we glad you're out. We glad you're out, and uh, we excited about what God has been doing. Uh, Pastor Chris has been going through the book of First Peter, and we talked about so many different subjects and things. And so I was just in obedience to the Lord to just pray through what what it is that we hopefully need to hear. And so I hope God uh, honors that prayer. Uh, we're gonna talk about the body tonight. Uh, outstanding alone, better together. The body. Um, I think so many times, far too many times, we look at we look at our walk with God and we look at the church and the, we look at it in a small lens sometimes when we really need to look at we really need to look at the body of Christ and God's church as a big thing. We need to think of our God all the time as big because a lot of times when we think of him in the right context, our lives follow in that manner. And what I'm going to talk to y'all tonight, and I hope God will really speak powerfully about this in the body, is that Jesus comes on the scene in Matthew 16 and 18, the first scripture we'll go through and we'll read, and he says these words, and, and I, I hope it, it rings a bell because it's important that Jesus, when he says this, it punches us where we need to hear it so that we pierced in the heart to see who we are, because he's speaking to us in our identity. He's telling us who we are. In Matthew 16 and 18, Jesus, he said it like this. He says, now I say to you that you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock I will build my church, and all the powers of hell will not conquer it. We will not lose. The church, we will not lose. Who we are and what God has called us to be, we will not lose. Satan will not prevail against God's people. That's who the church is. When Jesus comes on the scene and declares that here, he's telling us that we are his. And our, the foundation of who the church is is built upon the faith and putting your faith and trust completely in Jesus and completely in the, the work that he started on cross. On the cross, when we were singing that song and we got into the rock of my salvation and we, we singing that, I hope your emotions inside was boiling and bubbling because we thinking about who Jesus is and who is the one that we put all our faith in and the one that our identity is based in and everything falls under him. And he's telling Peter, Peter, you will be one of the people used to show this message and live this message in the world and People will know who I am because of the church. We got a big, we got a big task, church. We got a big, a big mission. And here it is, Jesus proclaiming, that's who we are. Notice now he's talking to Peter and he gives Peter his identity. And now Peter knew Jesus' identity. He said, you are the Messiah right before that. He says, you are the Messiah. Now, when Peter gives him his identity, I'm thankful that Peter, that, that God and all of his foreknowledge and all that what he knew used Jesus to give Peter his identity and say, look, understand, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. 
But heaven did. When we're on this journey, we got to understand we got a heavenly call. And God has called us to think the thoughts that he gives us in his word so that we can walk with him in that way. So it's good that Jesus comes on the scene and gives us the understanding of who we really are because our identity leads to our activity. Let's look at Ephesians real quick, church, before we go into 1 Corinthians 12 because that's going to be our focus, focus text. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 22 and 23. This is, this is what it says. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body, made full and complete by Christ, who fills all things everywhere with himself. The issue is the person of who Jesus is, church. The issue is with all the attacks that the church can be under. The issue is with all the things that's going on in our world right now. All the things that's going on in the politics right now. And all the things that's going on right now at your job every day. And what's going on in the workforce, in the world. The issue is still going to boil down to the church. We still are the embodiment of who Jesus is. If people want a good representation and a good look of who he is on the earth, they have to look at us as the church. Together, being under his authority, he is the head of the body. And here we are together serving and being who he calls us to be. We the called out ones, the ones that embody everything about him. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12 and take a look at the body because here's the blessing and what God shows us about how good and how beautiful we are. In verse 12, it says, The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up the whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. We're going to hear that word said a lot because he's given us the perfect picture that we are the embodiment of his body. What is that? We're the embodiment. We are the exact representation. We are that visible avatar. That, that's who he's saying the church is. He said, y'all, anybody in here like that movie Avatar? Um, and, and anybody in here that, that's on the internet and that do those things, that, that has your avatar, I, I have me an avatar. I like to play around with that, the identity. And, and I like to make it look a certain way because it's representing who I am. And here it is in the scripture God is telling us that we are his avatar through Jesus Christ to the world. We are the body. He's saying we are, he's saying we are the physical representation of his son now to the world. We carry that kind of look. He's saying no matter what we look like, no matter what we smell like, no matter where we're from or where we live, he's saying his body is the people that are called to his name and that represent him and that are to go out to the world and represent him everywhere. What an amazing call we have. What an amazing representation that we are to say we are God's body on the earth. And he's saying, look, the body got many parts. It's many, it's many things connected to a body. It's many parts that work in a body. But he wants it all to work on one accord. Uh, look at what he says in verse 18. Uh, God has put each part where he wants it. 
And so here it is. He's, he's showing us we are the physical representation of Jesus Christ now. The work that Jesus Christ started on the cross and everything he did on Calvary to help us to come to faith in our God and to know him intimately. And that's our role now. He's saying in that we look like a body, though. He's saying, but God already knew every part that he put in the body for the time that he put it in. Uh, Why is that important to know God put every part? Because it helps us in our worship. It helps us to remember that each one of us have a specific role that God has given us to operate in the body. It humbles us enough to say, God, you gave me everything. You gave, the, the Holy Spirit gave us the gifts inside of us in this body that God has given us to operate and to do the things that he called us to do. Uh, how many of y'all like basketball a little bit? Um, please. I, oh, yes, that's what I'm talking about. All right. I love basketball. I love the game of basketball. My daddy was a basketball player, played professional sports. Uh, I grew up thinking I was going to be an a NBA player because my daddy was. And, and man, that, that, I put a lot of hopes and dreams early on until I was uh, hit with the, the sad reality that my weight was not like my dad's weight. He was a little bitty guy. He was, he was smaller. I was, I was a bigger guy. I, I wasn't cut out for basketball like my daddy was. But uh, what, I, what I figured out, though, in all of that and understanding about a point guard, because that's the position my daddy played, uh, a point guard always knows where to distribute the ball. The point guard was running the team. The point guard called the plays. The point guard knew where the ball was going, and he knew who to get the ball to at the right time for the right reasons. See, here in verse 18, when it says God has put every part of the body together, the specific part, that helps us to see how powerful he really is in knowing us specifically. The fact that he knew the body so well that he put every part together to make it work and be synergistic, to be productive, to do the things that it's supposed to do when it's supposed to do it. And in the church, he's saying, as the Holy Spirit distributed, as a point guard dishes the ball off, the Holy Spirit distributed these gifts inside of us to become who God is calling us to be as a body. And he knew who he was giving the gift to when he gave it to him. He knew that in this body of believers, at this time, all of us together, who would need each other at the right time to serve each other, to do the things that we need for each other so that the body will function, so that the body would be effective and be productive and produce what God wanted us to produce as a church. You see, that's our mission as to love, win, and grow. It's being together. It's us knowing that, my God, God has given us amazing gifts in our church and that we all have to find and seek God out about that so that you play your role and your function in the body. God has given you that gift to be a part of the body and to be productive in the body for his glory. That's that's the beauty of it. Why is it so beautiful that his church be beautiful? Because sometimes the body parts stop working. Sometimes uh, we go through things. 
Sometimes the body malfunctions. He's saying, look here, let's, let's go to verse, uh, uh, I'm sorry, verse 18, not verse 18, verse 20. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can never say to the feet, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem the weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully protect those parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require this special care. Uh, Each part of our body is indispensable. That's what we got to understand. When I see that word indispensable, I think of uh, a good book that John Maxwell wrote years ago, the, The Indispensable Qualities of a Leader. And it's talking about how there's just some things in our service and our leadership in, in the world and in our lives that we got to have to lead. One of the things he talked about is humility, leadership, all these kind of qualities that leaders need to have. In this scripture, that indispensable part of our bodies, God is saying, look, if who you are at the church is serving, you are just as important as anybody or any role that anybody has in the body because you're indispensable. Matter of fact, to put it in a, in a real sense, he's saying, look, we can see the hand, we can see the head, we can see all the beautiful features on the body. He's saying, look, you can see a leg. But he's saying, just because those parts are seen don't mean that they are the most important, they're just a part of the body. In other words, he's saying if you, if you miss a finger, you might can't see that finger. You may be in pain, but he say, try living without a liver. Try living without a heart. The parts that we can't see. See, that's his way of showing us how beautiful we are as a church and as a body. Even though you may not be seen, even though... Even what we do as a church may not always be bragged about or may not always look at the world as the greatest thing. But he's saying to his body, we are everything to each other. And when we see each other like that, I look at it as I can't go on without you. (laughs) I really need you to survive. They have a song out that says, uh, you are important to me, Lord. I need you to survive. And right after that in, that, in that, in that proclamation, they say, you pray for me. I'll pray for you. He said, we're part of this big body because it's, 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 it's gearing us to the attitude of depending on each other. See, the body has to depend on each other. That's why I said the title was Outstanding Alone, Better Together. There's no doubt about it we can do things on our own. There's no doubt about it that we can accomplish things. But together, we are an army for God. He's saying together we have this mission and we can go out and achieve the impossible because every part is working its role. And from that, synergy happens, productivity happens, power happens, impact that we can make. In the world, in our community, it will happen because we connect it as a body. Look at even what he says to, as we bring it to a close, verse 25 and 26. 
He said, this makes for harmony among the members so that all the members care for each other. If one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. And before I go there, it was a thought that I, you know, I kind of had and I wanted to bring out about this thing about when the parts have problems because the hand has to do what the hand is supposed to do. Okay, the feet has to do what they are supposed to do. So one day, the the foot can't just decide, you know what, I want to be a head today. And one day, the eye just can't decide that I want to be a foot because you actually be walking, looking at the ground all day, right? (laughs) Wouldn't that be a sight to see? (laughs) And and, and why I say that? I say that because I know how it is sometimes in serving and as a church. When we get outside of ourselves... It, we don't function right. <laughs> we should just function a- as he's called us to do and know what he's gifted us to do so that you don't become discontent. You don't become uh, unsatisfied in being in the will of God, but you, you, you pretty much feel with the joy that he's given you because you're doing what God has assigned you to do. So he's saying, whatever your function is, do it. Do it. Do it to the best of your ability. Do it with all you got. As that verse said, we care for each other. What that scripture is, is, is nailing home for us in this body situation is a lot of times when somebody in the body is suffering, we all don't feel it the way that we need to. But here's the gift and the beauty of the church. He's saying when one person, when one part of that body, when one member is suffering, We're all suffering. He's saying when one person's hurting, I feel the same pain that they're feeling. To bring it home, if the body is so connected, he's saying if you get stuck in your foot, even though you got stuck in your foot, your back going to feel it. Your head is going to feel it because it's giving you the signal to say I'm in pain. And all the part of the body is aching because one part of the body is aching. We are so connected. We are so together. We are so connected as a church and as a body. And what he's beckoning us to see is that when one part hurt, everybody feels the pain that that one part feels. So that now when you feel that way and you internalize and know it, you know you're connected to the body. Because a body that's together feels everything together. And what else did he say in that scripture in verse 26? He said, when one part is honored, all the parts are glad. (laughs) To to, to bring it home, it's, it's saying that when great things happen at this church to one person, and great things happen in our walk with God, And us being together and doing all these things God has called us to do. When one person celebrates, all of us celebrate. When great things happen for you, I'm excited with you. When things happen to you that is a blessing in your life, I'm excited as you are excited. I mean, let me tell you, on the field, when I was playing, here's the craziest thing that got me. Sometimes... When we scored a touchdown, here's the thing that made me probably as angry as I could possibly be as a football player in my days of playing. 
when somebody scored a touchdown on our squad, man, I was one of the first ones running to the end zone to celebrate because I was so excited because uh, the touchdown for us is a touchdown for everybody, right? The craziest thing in the world to me was when I would come on the sideline and see somebody on the sideline looking like they was upset. And I'm like, hey, we just scored the touchdown. We just put it in the end zone. I'm like, hold up. If he scored, we all scored. Right? What, what, what I mean is, in the body of Christ, our excitement for each other too, and our gladness for each other too, proves how connected we are when great things happen in all of our lives together because when one person scores, when one person does the will of God and does what God has asked them to do, we all have done it. And that brings us closer as a family. That brings us closer as a team. That brings us closer as a body, as a church. The Holy Spirit has given us all the gifts. The excitement is discovering what God has given you. The excitement is walking in faith, asking God to know what it is that he's given you. The excitement is saying, God, I'm going to leap and I'm going to continue to ask, continue to let you show and reveal as God reveals to you what it is he's given us the gifts to do together so that we are all excited, we are all uh, passionate about what God wants us to do. Uh, anybody in here is kind of familiar or familiar with car, cars and how cars work a little bit? I, I hope somebody in here maybe have a, I, I, this, is a, this, is a, this is a tricky thing right here with the car parts and how cars work because we already know that it's a lot of stuff under that engine. We, we know that it's a lot of parts that work together. There's a lot of things that the, the creator who, gave, who made the car, who assembled it, have put together for the purpose of it being a fine automobile. But here's what I'm discovering about an oil change. If you don't get an oil change, the parts that were made to work together, the crankshaft, the flywheel, the accentuators, all of that stuff under the hood, the engine, the oil makes all those parts work together. But here's the thing. When that oil run low and you need a change, the same parts that were meant to work together end up working against each other. Here, here is the thing. Our role is to continue to seek God about what and who he has given us in his son, Jesus Christ, by his spirit, all the gifts he's given us to work together. Because we were meant to depend on each other. We were meant to serve one another. And we were meant to give God glory by being a productive body and a church that does his will together. The Holy Spirit will help us. We have to ask him. Let me pray for us. Father, I just ask you, Lord, to 
to make your will known. Make your, make your glory known. God, show us, move us, Lord, and as a church and as a family, God, to understand that we are all part of the body. We are all called to make a difference for you, God. Help us as a church move into that continually. Help push, help uh, to promote us to understand and walking in our purpose in you, Jesus Christ. I just pray, Lord, that you encourage us by knowing what part of the body that we are. For somebody that may have came and didn't know that or is still seeking that, that you will show them, God. God, help them to see where they are in you. God, help them to uh, know where you want them to be. God, help us to become that church continually. Help us even now as we all serve together. God, bless us. Move us to becoming one. Same heartbeat, same mindset, same purpose for you, Jesus. That's what we want. That's what we're after. That's what we desire. God, do it in us. It's in your loving son Christ's name we pray.